to Junior Doctors Corner, the podcast that helps medical students and junior doctors like yourself not only survive but thrive in your careers. We cover topics including doctor well-being, career, and life outside of medicine. My name is Dana and I am your host for this podcast. Are you ready for a healthy dose of support, motivation, and inspiration? Then let's start this episode stat. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Junior Doctor's Corner. So this episode is a very special one. I actually recorded it live on my Facebook group, Junior Doctor's Corner Community, um, on Saturday. So essentially the people who are in the group get to got to watch it live or watch the replay essentially of me recording the episode unfiltered and unedited. So the version that you are listening to now is edited and I've added a couple of uh, bits and pieces that I couldn't during the live recording. So if you don't want to miss out on any future live episodes, uh, please join the group. And without further ado, let's head into the episode. Now, uh, to start off with today's podcast episode, I hope people can hear me. Um... If any of you have, I, I think I see one person online already, so please do say hi. Oh, hello. Thank you so much um, for commenting. It sort of helps confirm that there are people watching. And please let me know if you can't hear me well, if there are any technical issues in the comments section. Um, so back to what I was going to talk about in this podcast episode. So the title is Living Well and Working Well. Um, a little bit of a uh, disclaimer or disclosure before we jump into the rest of the episode. Uh, this episode is a collaboration, not sponsored. I have not received any money to make this episode, but it is a collaboration with MDA National. Um and yes, so this is a, a collaboration with MDA National. They approached me back in March this year, wanting to produce a podcast episode together. And um, yeah, I jumped on the opportunity because MDA National is one of those companies that um, genuinely do care about um, their clients, so mostly doctors. Um, and they have uh, started an event uh, I think it was since either 2017 or 2018, um, you know, to advocate for doctors' mental health and well-being. So I will talk a little bit more about that later. Um, I don't want to bore you with all the details. I'll just talk about a few other things that I have in mind first, and then I'll talk a little bit more about that MDA national event that I had the privilege of attending earlier this year. So uh, first things that I want to talk about is um, I was actually very pleasantly surprised the other day when I went through my podcast statistics and this is a very I I feel very silly admitting this but someone a very lovely person has left me a review on iTunes back in November 2018 and I only just found out about it a couple weeks ago so I feel a bit embarrassed that I didn't check Um, but I've just been so busy enjoying you know producing these podcast episodes and interviewing people that I you know didn't 
really look at the numbers, like how many people listen or subscribe. I just, you know, keep doing what I do. And um, so I just want to give a little shout out and also mention that um, I appreciate it when people take the time to give me feedback, you know, even as just through private message um you know if if you're not comfortable with doing it in a public space i really really appreciate it um and this particular one is by someone with a username called no more lulls for me um and he or she said dana does a wonderful job of normalizing the emotions of being a junior doctor and gives real insight and advice on how to survive and thrive so thank you so much to no more lulls for me And um, I hope that um, in the future, if you feel like or feel so inclined to leave me some feedback or review, I'd really, really appreciate it. And you will get a shout out from me um, in a future podcast episode. Um, It really does help increase the visibility of the podcast so that more junior doctors can hear, you know, our message. Now, moving on, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about my attempt at um, living well and working well. So how I got that title was from the um, collaboration that I'm doing with MDA National for this podcast. So the event that I was alluding to earlier um, is called the Live Well and Work Well Retreat. So you know, hence the play in these words um, for today's title. Um, So I did learn a couple of things from that particular retreat that MDA National invited me to join. And they had like quite a range of speakers uh, talking about, you know, mental health, well-being, mindfulness. Um, They invited um, an anesthetist who uh, he himself suffered from depression And then he managed to sort of manage his own uh, symptoms through medication, um, counseling with his psychologist and psychiatrist, and also doing practicing yoga. And it so happens his wife is a yoga teacher. And here's a snippet of Dr. Andrew Zewicki's talk from the event. It's insidious. It sort of starts with like this whisper in the back of your mind that things aren't right and, and it seems to just get louder and louder and then it seems to be like the only voice that you hear and, and everyone else's sort of statements and comments just don't seem to sort of make sense or feel right. And when I sort of reflected upon um, what it was like, it was sort of like everything just tastes like eating ashes. It was like there was just this nothingness that was, that, was, that was ever present. And you sort of deny to yourself that anything's happening for a long time and you sort of go through the motions and you sort of pick yourself up. And, you know, I can appreciate these stories where people say they were fine. You know, I saw them, I just spoke to them, they were fine. And then something terrible has, has, has occurred occurred because it's sort of it's like you know they've been faking it for as long as they possibly can until they just in one moment just can't 
Um, another really amazing talk that I enjoyed at the retreat is by someone called Dr. Caroline Elton. So Caroline Elton is a vocational psychologist. What that means is that she essentially uh, looks at the psychological aspects of career planning and choosing a career, etc., etc. So What's special about Dr. Caroline Elton is that she specialized in doctors, even though she's not a doctor herself. Uh, she was hired by the NHS in the UK to observe over a very long period of time, like in the matter of years, to observe junior doctors, senior doctors, and provide them feedback about how you know they are supporting their juniors, you know how they teach, things like that, and. Um, of course, the very, very important part of the work she does is talk to doctors who are struggling with uh, their career. So essentially, if, if someone were to be struggling in their chosen specialty training, they might get referred to her and she will do a very thorough discussion about you know, why the the person, the doctor has chosen that particular career and why maybe they can, you know, change a few things to make it work or, you know, consider other careers. So I have an upcoming, an interview with Dr. Caroline Elton. So that will be coming in August. I can't wait for you to listen to it. I learned so much from her. Here's a quick little snippet of her talk at the MDA National Live Well, Work Well retreat. And I had a teacher, my head of department came in to work with mumps and she looked like a chip, chipmunk. Uh, and she said to me, I've never taken, she was quite a lot older than me, she said, I've never taken a day of sick leave in all my career. And the fact that actually she might be a health hazard to the teenage boys in the school, she was actually privileging the fact that she wanted to retire, never having a sick leave. And I remember saying to her, this is probably why I didn't continue in teaching, but you might be run over by a bus one day, which didn't actually go down very well when she said, I've never had a day of sick leave. And I just said, well, maybe one day you'll be run over by a bus. But the... <laughs> The, the idea that the idea that you you know that you can't be sick and that you shouldn't take sick leave that you can't ask for help and sometimes sometimes and maybe this happens more in the UK than the US but sometimes doctors are placed in positions where they are asked to do things for which they do not feel adequately trained is that something that can happen in yeah uh, and, and in that situation, although it can be embarrassing, although, you know, people may be, it may not be welcome. If you are asked to do things for which you're not adequately trained. In the book, I briefly describe a client who was a pediatric gastroenterologist. She hadn't done acute work for 10 years because she'd had three children, three mat leaves. She'd done a PhD. She'd been working in the community. And she was going back to post-liver transplant pediatric patients. And she was offered one day of induction, having not done uh, acute work for 10 years. And she came to me in pieces and I just said, you've got to scream and yell. That's not acceptable. So um, just to explain, before I get into talk all about myself and how I live try to anyway, live well and work well. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about the purpose that MDA National started the Live Well and Work Well retreat. 
This is straight from their website, so um, I'm quoting them. So it's for doctors to learn how to gain um, lifelong skills and strategies to manage the challenges of a medical career. So that includes medical legal issues, stress and well, mental health and well-being. So this particular event is for free. It wasn't like um, MDA Nationals specifically gave me a special pass or anything to go there. They actually do provide this retreat to junior doctors for free so the only thing that you have to do is be an MDA national member which they do provide free membership uh, for I think up to PGY3 I believe and um, yeah so basically I was already a member so I qualified and um, so far MDA national has kept this event small um they you know fly in junior doctors from various parts of australia to attend the event so there was only like a group of a total of 30 of us i think including speakers from memory and um it was located at this beautiful winery uh it just slightly i think an hour and a half i think we sat in the car uh north of melbourne Um, So, yeah, just imagine, you know, having this beautiful afternoon wine tasting um, intermixed with really amazing speakers talking about their own experiences in medicine. It was all great. Um, And to give it a very fair and balanced review, I I don't want to just sing praises simply because someone threw me something free. I got to go to something amazing for free. I guess the only downside was that I was exhausted the whole weekend. It did not feel like a retreat. Um, I was very tired because all everyone's flights got delayed. Like that day, everyone, all the flights had trouble getting to Melbourne. I can't even remember why now. And by the time we got to the uh, winery and into our rooms, it was like half past midnight and we started quite early for breakfast the next morning. So... It really didn't feel like a retreat in that sense. Um, But otherwise, I would say that, yeah, it it was a very well-planned event. It was very informative. Um, So if anyone ever gets the opportunity to go, I would say go to the event and experience it. Um, I think, I believe, MDA National are looking at rolling out this event across um, multiple states in in Australia. I think they're going to start with, um, you know, the three main Queensland, New South Wales and Victoria, and then hopefully eventually it'll be all across Australia. Um, But yeah, so I will be leaving links to um, more information about this event if you happen to be interested about it um in the show notes for this podcast now going back to what i was going to talk about which is a bit more about my attempt at living well and working well so me trying to pick up things that i have learned from whether it's from that event whether it's from other people um i think i've overall learned a lot from the um, my podcast guests. Um, so everyone has their own ways of maintaining their own well-being. You know, 
um, keeping themselves sane in their crazy busy life. So for me, um, if you have listened to my episode on the horrible time I had in intern year, which was in episode seven, um, that just basically just sums up the hard time that I had in intern year. But then, you know, I haven't really done any other or published any other solo episodes since because I'm terrified of doing them and worried about people judging me, Um, you know. So um, I guess this is going to be the first one since that episode. And also, I guess I have been very private about my own life. um, I'll just explain a little bit about what's happened so that then the later parts will make a bit more sense if that makes sense um, so anyway I spent my second year worked full-time as what we call in Queensland a junior house officer so PGY2 resident medical officer and I was pretty much working myself into the ground like you know, I don't know about you guys, but when I was an intern, I had really busy rotations, but I understood that, you know, when everything is new, it's hard to do things very quickly and efficiently, even if you're good, because you're just new at it. You know, you can't expect yourself to suddenly know, you know, where to put certain paperwork in because you've never done it before. So um, I guess part of it was that I was in a new environment, a completely different hospital, um, and uh, it was scary at first, but, the, you know, everyone, all the doctors, allied health, anyone that you come across, there was only one grouchy uh, radiology registrar that I came across during my whole year, but otherwise everyone is so nice. I think partly because they're better staffed than other hospitals, so people are stressed but not crazy stressed and what happened was yeah I I got again got really busy rotations I thought that I'd be a lot better at managing my time and finishing on time but there were days when I was working at least 12 hours a day Uh, and you know it was exhausting it was really I was stretching myself thin Um, you know I I had barely enough time to come home, eat, go to the gym, study for a tiny bit, just enough to do my assignments for the um, graduate certificate that I was doing and then go to bed and then repeat. And some days I don't even get to, you know, go to the gym or study. I just, you know, (laughs) eat and go to sleep. So uh, that really, really wore me down. And towards probably I'd say close to June um, I had a pretty good idea that I needed to get out of this full-time hospital system or I was going to burn myself out Um, and I think I did in some ways come close to it um, but I was very lucky in that I had very supportive people around me to keep me help keep me afloat Um, And, you know, from learning some lessons from back in intern year and, you know, with regards to self-care. And so I decided to look at locoming. So um, for those of you who don't know about this about me, I am currently a locoming resident medical officer um, all across Australia. So that I get to dictate when I work um, to an extent where I work. 
So that has brought me a lot, bought me a lot more time for not only myself, but also this podcast. Like if I hadn't taken that leap of faith and started, you know, said no to another year of working as a full-time resident medical officer and then, you know, sign up um, to do locuming with a couple agencies, then I never would have, I think, I don't think I ever would have had the opportunity to like, you know, spontaneously go to the MDA national event or even, um, you know, contact or or come across, stumble across some of my um, podcast guests. So, you know, it's enabled me to now do a lot more of the things that I love, one of which um, the biggest one being this podcast. I thought I will interview someone. Actually, I hope that the interview recording goes ahead next week. Someone who has been doing locuming for a while um, to talk a little bit about it because whenever I go work in hospitals and I come across people, particularly junior doctors, they always ask, have so many questions about locuming. Um, They always talk about it so wistfully, like they would love to do it, but they don't know how, or they're very fearful um, of any repercussions that come with it or, you know, all these little things. And I hope that some of that will get answered in this hopefully upcoming (laughs) Uh, episode that will be published sometime it's September but if any of you are interested in locuming and would like to you know ask me some questions please feel free to send me a private message I'd be more than happy to help you out because um, that locuming has been a great break for me like me taking this year off to just Um, you know travel to different parts of Australia that I've never been to um, and meet different people and see all sorts of different kinds of medicine that I I otherwise never would have if I just stayed put in a metropolitan hospital. I think I have yacked on for long enough Um, and yeah that is just about it. Um, I hope you enjoyed this live episode and if you did enjoy it please give it a thumbs up so that I know to do more in the future. Thank you so much for taking time out of your Saturday to listen to me bubber my way through this. If you really like that episode please don't forget to leave a review on iTunes to help a sister out and don't forget to subscribe to our email list so that you never miss an episode.